literally watch a radio representing Florida, the home of the alligators and snakes. Standby unit. Test. Test one. Check. I hear you. Watching radio, we are not live, and I am not in New York, and I am not having fun. So praise God. Uh, Let's get this rolling. We're doing a message today um, about the days of Jezebel. Uh, That's the title, The Days of Jezebel. So why are we doing that? Why are we speaking on that? Because uh, literally, um, we're entering into days of Elijah, the coming of the Lord to make his path straight, the calling of repentance that should be uh, preached in authority. And uh, where you have days of Elijah, they're days of Jezebel, unfortunately. So we're going to be touching on some of that, and um, I want to get into the warnings uh, that we're particularly having manifesting around us, specifically in the arena of the cake-baked, flim-flam, flippy-flappy, dynamic, delusional doctrines of the cake-baked church that is manifesting today. And the dangers of it. And I saw this coming many years ago. Okay? And it's getting worse. So we want the men to have their gonads back. All right? So let's uh, get Alan loaded on toxic masculinity tonight. Um, Stand by one minute. We're going to bring in the king of toxic masculinity, Wolfenstein. Are you even there, Alan? Can you hear me? Yeah, I mean, you're weak tonight. Is this better? No shouts out to anybody. Nothing. I thought you muted me. Did I mute you? You said you were muting me. I didn't feel like I wanted to. Okay. I will. Uh, I'll mute you, bro. No, I'd rather not. Hey, bro. Yeah, I had to bring in some toxic masculinity here because uh, Alien is, you know, not himself, bro. Do you even hear him? Um, that's because I'm not talking. Richard. Yeah, but why? Because you told me you muted me. I did not mute you, and I did not say it. You did say it. Wolfenstein. He's yeah. making up stories. Help me. It sounds like the enemy's trying to destroy our, our broadcast tonight. What do you mean? Why? What happened to you? Oh, no, I mean, if Alan, if Alan's not talking. No, he thought I muted him. I'm just messing with him. All right, so hold on. Let's get... Um, there's somebody anonymous in the conference room. Is that you, Wolfenstein? No, that's Michelle. No. Why is she anonymous? How do we? How are we ever going to know she's her, her? I don't know. Does she realize that we're on a show about toxic masculinity? <laughs> I mean... She can handle herself. All right, let's try to patch her in. I I don't even know if she's there. It's probably uh, her, Michelle. I'm here. Hello. Okay, so this is a this is Apocalypse Mom. Uh, all right. So let me pray your intro. Sorry. Stand by. 
we just played Apocalypse's Mom's intro. This is the first time Apocalypse Mom has been on with us. Usually Doomsday Dad. And uh, he has failed us. So we replaced him with Apocalypse Mom. How are you, Apocalypse Mom? Great. How are you guys doing? We see, Do you have any good news for us? Um, yeah. Uh, pretty much all the people that used to question and tease and why you're storing up food are now saying, how do you do it? Is it time yet? <laughs> the good news. I had to turn you up a bit. All right, so generally a doomsday dad would be on and he would tell us some things to cheer us up, i.e., you know, like falling under tyranny and stuff. Um, so do you have any stuff like Doomsday Dad would have for us? No, I'm probably the opposite. I pretty much turn off the news. I think I get most of my news from you guys. Hand. Wait a minute. We're your source? <laughs> What's that? Alan, did you vet, yes, did you vet Apocalypse Mom? Uh, I, I, I thought I did. Okay. Uh-oh. All right, so do, crack. do you have any, any, uh, current, uh, thing, events that we should be aware of? Events. Um, not really. <laughs> Wolfenstein, now, chime in here, please. Uh, well, Alan, um, well, anyway, I, I think the intro, the intro for uh, for Apocalypse Mom, was a little bit longer and, and and more profound than Doomsday Dad. So yeah. we got a good intro. Yeah, but we named her Apocalypse Mom. She's supposed to be bringing, you know, things of the coming apocalypse I to us. And that. she basically says she has nothing. I, I, I well, didn't I know I was supposed to ask her to load up on the worst news she could find and, and spill it out on us. I didn't I, for, I didn't know I was supposed to do that. Yeah, I've been kind Maybe of taking a break. Maybe you could re- rename her good, good News Mom. Maybe she can give us some good news. <laughs> yeah, you know what? We, you just got stripped of your siren. Oh, uh, no. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You sound disappointed. <laughs> well, I mean, can we patch DDD maybe, in? Maybe. It, how about this? It's not as bad as it seems, Mom. Right. <laughs> you know, Alan was supposed to be like the producer in the background for this. So I was supposed to ask her to load up on the worst news she could find so that she'd depress well, I mean, us and want us there to... There has to be one bad event. Anything? Thirsty Alley died? I don't really know. Yeah, that's, that's, not that's not <laughs> gearing towards the apocalypse. Hmm. But she is, an, she is an apocalypse mom. That's kind of a mom thing to say. Thirsty Alley died. That's kind of bad. Yeah, it's I'm, I'm more, uh, more like prepare yourself oriented prepare yourself with the bible prepare your family all right so you're good uh, news mom. Oh, there you go Prep, prepper mom there this is go. good news okay, right? we're gonna mom, have to come up with a different prep. intro for her yeah prepper mom okay so now what would she what should we do prepper mom to help us get ready for the oh this is prepper mom 
<laughs> Shh, don't say that too loud. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. All the people that used to laugh and say, "Well, I just have to go down to my store." They they keep things on demand. Are now asking and saying, "Oh, this is what you meant by keep several months or several years worth of canned goods." People aren't really laughing and making fun anymore. Okay. And people, I've had some people that actually say, like, we don't really celebrate Christmas, but we have people that, that do, and they're actually talking about exchanging food this year, giving each other necessities, gas cards, things like that. So we're seeing quite a different trend this year, even more so than last year. I think a lot more people are waking up. You want me to step in? Yes, please, Wolfenstein. Okay, with some apocalypse news. Well, has anyone heard about, I have heard that uh, Ukraine's taken the battle over the border now with Russia and that they had, stri- you know, did some strikes on some Russian air bases. Uh, so that's that, right. Uh, has- yes, that is very, I, you're, like, you're like DDD, Doomsday Dad. You know? Yeah, so we can fill, we, we can all fill in for Doomsday. And um, but anyway, this is an interesting uh, event. So now, you know, actually, Ukraine's going on the offensive, taking the war across the border and is now attacking Russia. And then I also heard that there was uh, recently some explosions that rocked an airbase that houses nuclear bombers in Russia. So they're they're going now after their uh, their nuclear bombers with drones. I I heard they did hit some. I heard they hit some. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, you know, you talk about dumbing the nose at Putin, uh, which Ukraine seems to be doing there, is, you know, okay, we're going after your nuclear bombers now. And uh, so they took the war over the border. They're now on the offensive attacking Russia and attacking their nuclear capability. So that, uh, yeah, that could be an ominous event. Yeah, I would say, Wolfenstein, that you brought in some bad news. And that's pretty bad. You know? Yeah. Hey, were those the... What what bombers were those that they nailed, those Ukrainians? If you know. I don't know the exact models. I just know that they were used to to transport nuclear warheads. You, oh, know, to what, you didn't know about this, Alan? Uh, you, you didn't know about this, Alan? Uh, no, but I'm asking if these are the missile-firing propeller bombers or that are long-range, or if these are simply cargo planes that ferry warheads from one place to another. I think they're more like B-52 bombers that, you know, you, you that drop the bombs, you know? Okay. I think something like that. You know, like our version of that, probably. Wow. You know? Okay. Yes. Or their version of our... B-52s. That's escalating. Yeah, it's escalating because uh, they're pushing it to the... uh, Yeah, I mean, the Ukrainians are now taking the war over the the border and attacking Russia, which is is not a good sign because, first of all, you know, Putin called up all those extra military, and and that was for the, you know, eastern Ukraine to try to hold that ground there, and and now uh, Ukraine's invaded all that and is taking that back. And now they're going across the border. And now they're even exp- blowing up uh, Russia's nuclear, uh, you know, airplanes. They're nuclear bombers. So 
Yeah, that's that's not a good sign. Um, I don't know how much longer Russia can hold out with all the th- negative things that are happening before they, uh, you know, do something crazy. Right. He's pushing them in the corner, right? Yeah, so that's got potential there. I think also I heard a story that um, something that that Putin had done. Um, I don't know. Anybody hear about that? Something to do with the uh, uh, uranium sales in Europe? You're really trying to churn out some bad news and you want us to help you? Yeah, I think Putin cut the uranium sales. can you help him? Do you want more bad news or do you want some good no, news? No, he has bad Michelle? news and he's, he needs help bringing it out. You know? Oh, well, well, the, there's uh, in terms of bad news, I thought yesterday uh, uh, Herschel Walker was polling behind in the Democrats. So uh, today, hopefully that uh, everybody's showing up and pulling everyone they know to make sure they show up for Herschel Walker. Yeah, in the satanic libtards. I just saw on the news, unfortunately. Uh, the uh, bad weather has prevented people to come out to vote, they're saying. Also, they had some uh, satanic judge say that uh, they'll accept uh, absentee ballots up to three days after Election Day. So more three days of extra, you know, counting, so to speak. By yeah, Democrats. I hate to say it, but wow. that, that guy, that guy's goose is cooked over there in Georgia. Georgia is, is satanic libtard land, unfortunately. And well, only because of the people who control the ballot box. That Georgia's a deep red state. As soon as they get wise and you know tar and feather those people counting the votes, it won't be red anymore. It doesn't matter it what you are. When the satanic libtards are in, ch- in charge of counting the voting system and also in charge of uh, using COVID to harvest ballots for 90 days— you're always going to have complications. We need, they need to go back to just having election day. Okay? That's yes. the problem. But the satanic libtards have been given a tremendous opportunity to harvest their ballots. And that's well, why it's so difficult. Of, what? Georgia has a lot of good men there. More than you'd say find in, uh, you know, certain other parts of the country. So I think they'll eventually get their act together and run those people out of town. Well, it's nice to be optimistic. However, uh, the reality of it is uh, we're in some pretty perilous times, unfortunately. And I would like to be optimistic about it. But from what I'm seeing, from what, what they're doing by using the FBI as a Gestapo is very dangerous. I mean, we've never lived under such a tyrannical time as we are now. I mean, this is pretty hardcore. You'd have to go back to King George, and he was taxing tea and doing some gun runs here and there. That doesn't even scratch the surface of what they're doing today. With the spying, with the the raiding, you know, uh, look what they did to Peter Navarro. You know, walking at the airport, they knocked him down and, and, and leg ironed him. I mean, this is crazy. They got people still on the ground in D.C. in the D.C. jail system over there underground. They killed one guy. They wouldn't give him his cancer medication. Okay, they don't care. They want everybody dead. These people are sick. They're satanic beings walking the earth. Now, are we supposed to pray for them? Yeah, we can pray. We can. Do what we can to try to warn them. 
I will tell you that, you know, uh, Jane Fonda's very sick. I, we've got she's a satanic libtard, but she wasn't always a satanic libtard. She actually had an encounter with Christ back in uh, two thousand one. Her driver preached the gospel to her, right? And she got, she had an experience with Christ. And that lasted, I remember at the time, she was fighting during that time with her husband, uh, Ted Turner. And that's, they really started to butt heads over that. Because she was going to church and he basically hated Christianity. Okay, I'm talking about he was in control of CNN back then, okay? However, she fell back through being mocked so much, I guess. That's what usually happens, persecution. Uh, Fell back into the groove of being a satanic libtard. But how many out there know that God is married to the backslider? Anybody know that? Yeah, I know that. You do? Yeah. So we would want to pray for her to re-engage her salvation and to return to her first love, all right? Very simple. Okay. We should be praying that. Everybody should be praying that. We don't want anyone to go to hell. Now, we do talk about satanic libtards that we abhor them, and and that's true. And the reason why we can't really stand them is what they're doing to children. And they're chemically castrating the children, with you know, injecting their, their gonads, uh, they're doing all types of weird Joseph Mangler style stuff to eight-year-old children. And I, I don't know, Mark, Wolfenstein, what did Jesus say about the children? Were they dear to him? Well, definitely. And he said, uh, if you harm any, anyone who harms a child, that it'd be better if a millstone was put around your neck and you were cast into the sea. Let's ask Apocalypse Mom. Yeah. He also said, do not forbid the little children to come unto me. So, yeah, the the Lord had a very uh, strong love and desire for children in the kingdom and, and of course, a protection over them. In the the word, it's very specific that he warns anyone who harms children. Apocalypse Mom, coming from a woman's standpoint, how do you feel about what they're doing to children? I'm just curious. Oh, I get enraged. Uh, that thing that was posted in the the Telegram chat room uh, regarding what was going on in Canada there. Um, I was glad to see the guy get arrested for um, basically for messing with kids, you know, for showing up at the library. And, you know, even LGBT people are tired of it. I've got a, a friend that's, that's gay, sure. and he's tired of transgender stuff and the... You know, starting young with them, it's like, keep people innocent, you know, when they're children. Give people a chance. And uh, it's disgusting, that Balenciaga stuff, that wasn't accidental. That that was really triggering for a lot of people. I I, uh, raised some children that we were trying to get away from uh, their mother that was living with this guy that was into Wicca and Astarte worship and all this stuff. And they would have all this bondage and all this kind of unspeakable stuff all plastered all over their car. And the children got to an age where they started asking questions. And it, it was just disgusting. They didn't hide it. And they dressed the children all in black. And they didn't have to even say that what they were into. It was really obvious that they were into witchcraft, you know, and people were oblivious. 
Um, Alan, would you, know, you like speaking, to check? We're, we're, we're going over to Alan. You, you're, you're violating Alan's time. Oh, okay. I wanted to add something about you just Canada violated there. it. Okay. I'll wait. What if I yield my Alan, time? Alan, I, I you want to yield your time? You want to yield your time back to Wolfenstein? Uh, yeah, and he'll yield it back to me if he chooses. Okay. Uh, Wolfenstein, he sacrificed himself for you. Go ahead. Okay, thank you, Alan. Okay, well, speaking, she was mentioning about Canada there. There, there was a story also I wanted to add up in Canada, a uh, girl, Christine Gauthier, um, and she was um, an Army veteran who had lost some limbs, and she was asking the Canadian government to put a wheelchair lift in her house so, you know, she could get around better because she had been serving the military and had gotten wounded and lost some limbs and, and was now, in, you know, in a wheelchair. So the Canadian government uh, contacted her back and said, uh, no, we're not interested in putting a, a wheelchair lift in your house. But what we would like to do, we'd like to offer you medically assisted suicide instead. So they offered to euthanize her. So she, you know, reported on it and she was saying, OK, well, the Canadian government, I'm asking, you know, help. I served my nation. I served, you know, in the military. And I'm asking for help to help me live, but the Canadian government doesn't want to help her to live, but are more than happy to help her die. And that's what she went and told the media. So, yeah, the Canadian government came back to her because, you know, euthanasia in Canada has been legal since 2016. And now they're really starting to promote it and pump it. So the Canadian government came back and said, no, we're not interested in and paying for a wheelchair lift for you because you lost your limbs serving your country. We'd rather just exterminate you. And what we would rather offer you is medically assisted suicide. Would you be interested in that? Yeah, check it out. Yeah. Her name yeah. is Christine Gautier. Christine. Um, you know, what's interesting is that when the, the last time I got banned from Twitter, um, I sent a satanic libtard a, a link to buy a suicide kit. And uh, they reported me for abuse. But well, you know. isn't it isn't it interesting that someone can serve their nation, lose their limbs, and then ask the government for some assistance because they apparently had some kind of program to to put in uh, wheelchair lifts, and the government turns around and says, "No, we 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 don't want to help you with a you know wheelchair lift, but what we would really like to do right. is we'd like to we'd like to uh, kill you." You know, we'd of like course, to they want everybody dead, Wolfenstein. Yeah, they want them dead. They want everybody dead. These people now, are sick. Tell me that's not sick. Tell me that's not sick. Now, I think every every Canadian out there, every even American should maybe send a uh, Dude, we're uh, living in Soylent Green here right now. That's what they compared it to. You know, because that's what they did there. They, they you know, it, it, they would exterminate, right? It's um, getting pretty bad. So, you know... You know, we need to contact um, who is the lead, who is the head of the prime minister up there. What's his name? Um, Alan, Alan knows. Trudeau, Justin, Justin Trudeau. Justin Trudeau. Yeah, I think maybe you know everyone should you know send him a letter and say yeah, he's like, a tyrannical you know, twit what, bag. What, what's up with yeah, the Canadian government wanting to, the, uh, wanting, to, wanting to deep six this this veteran who lost her limbs when she all she wants is a, a wheelchair lift? What is this? Yeah, it's pretty bad. And also, Richard, that's, you that's brought up pretty a pretty bad. big... Uh, you, you, you talk about doomsday, that's pretty bad. Like, you, you know, military, you know, you're ex-military, you're a veteran, you served your nation. 
limbs get blown off, and then your own government wants to. All right, Alan was Alan was trying to offer his opinion here, and you just won't let him speak. Okay, I, I you're yield beating back him down, you're badgering I yield him. Yield the, the floor back to Alan. Go, Alan. You, you, you're smothering Praise him. Lord, thank, thank you, uh, Richard. You brought up a pretty good point. If if uh, Planned Parenthood is offering, you know, services to, uh, you know, teenagers. They think that's like mother's milk of compassion. And if uh, the Canadian government offers, you know, medically assisted suicide, they consider that just the most wonderful thing they could possibly offer a wounded veteran that served their nation. But if you go on Twitter and offer someone the same thing, they, they ban you for abuse. What a bunch of hypocrites these satanic libtards are. Right. Uh, can't they make up their minds? Right. I, well, they reported me for that. I mean, it's good enough for Planned Parenthood. It's good enough for the Canadian government. But woe be if it gets offered to them. Yeah, give me a break. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't the best best euthanasia kit. It was a bag with some pills or something. Still, yeah, I told them. Yeah. What's crazy about this is, you know, you know, this is not a woman who's wanting to uh, commit suicide where they could come in and assist her. This is a woman who wants to live. And enjoys life and is asking for some assistance so she can get around because she lost some limbs serving her nation. And here they want to exterminate her instead. That, you that's know? you know that's just disgusting. You it know, is disgusting. You, 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 I mean, you just shame really... on Justin Trudeau. Shame on the Canadian government and shame on this whole satanic. Is that not a sign of the times we're living in that the love of many would wax cold? You know, just yes. exterminate her. Don't get, don't give her a wheelchair lift. She's taking up space. Disgusting. But if we think of the Nazis, absolutely. I mean, every Nazi was, you know, kill the disabled, kill the elderly, kill the infirm. You know, you know, I'm trying to think what movie was it? The Pianist. It was one of those. It was, can you work? You know, was somebody feeble? Were they young enough and strong enough to work? You know. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make a shocking statement here. Adolf Hitler. If if a veteran of the Nazis came home missing limb, Adolf Hitler would not even, you know, offer him, you know, suicide. They'd probably honor him with some kind of medal and probably give him his wheelchair lift. Even Adolf Hitler would not do this. That's how bad these yeah, people are. They're going full totalitarian up north there, unfortunately. They're doing a gun grab now. Uh, let me tell you something. They're just getting ready for the next virus. These people are loving death. They love disease and stuff. These people are sick. I mean, even Satan has to do a double take at some of these people. And yeah, I think I think they're trying to outdo Satan. I do. Well, they're like having a contest. Who can be who can be more more evil and wicked than Satan himself? Let's see. Yeah, you know, because they serve in Satan. You know, they're satanic libtards. Let's see who can outdo. Yeah, we're definitely going to get you know, banned they're, they're on YouTube leaders. for this show. I, can't, you know. you, can't you bleep that out? Yeah, you know what? Please join our uh, on the comments. I mean, in the description of this show on the bottom, it says secondary uh, backup YouTube channel. Please join that because we have like one strike left. I don't even know how we got back, but we did. Also, we have a Rumble channel, too, people should join for the future. Yeah, well, it's hard to get people over to Rumble for some reason for me, but definitely join that second. We're going to definitely roll over to that secondary YouTube channel uh, if Wolfenstein gets us banned again, which looks like he's 
about to do. Thanks, Wolfenstein. Yeah, thanks, Wolfenstein. Put something else in the tags, like to mess up the algorithms. <laughs> yeah. This guy's always getting a span. All right, uh, Apocalypse Mom, thank you for chiming in with us. And um, God bless you. Well, you, you have to educate us all. What terms and terminology should we avoid in order to preserve our YouTube status? Who are you talking oh, about? Oh, boy. That might I'm be saying, what, well, you rich, you rich. What, what do we have to avoid? What topics to, to stay I, unbanned? I, I don't know. Who else is in uh, the? Who else is in the conference room? Is that you, Alan? Um, I muted myself in the conference room. It couldn't be me making any noise. No, I'm saying. Okay, you're you're in there yeah. too. All right, Apocalypse Mom, we're going to sign you off, and uh, thank you for chiming in. Yep. I'll check uh, I'll check on that uh, um, a call for an uprising channel. He kind of made a list of some of the terms, and uh, I know he temporarily named his channel something kittens or something, so they'd leave him alone. Well, we'll get you back on soon. Thank you for chiming in with us today. Thank you, Apocalypse Bye. Mom. Bye-bye, Michelle. All right, we got Apocalypse Mom um, signing off. I think I think we have to reassign her Prepper Mom. She's too uh, positive. Yeah, we're gonna have to. Re- unfortunately, I mean, and Alan had me all like thinking she's gonna come out like Triple D does, you know, Doomsday Dad. But she's yeah, more Prepper we Mom. Doomsday, we need Doomsday Dad back. And, no, and, and well, got, Doomsday need- Dad, uh, uh, you know, made me sad. So maybe this is you know better for us. We'll learn yeah, how to prepper, prepper mom. She can come on and, and teach us how to prep and what's the latest prepping All right. tips. I want I don't have much time, so I want to get into a couple verses here. If we don't bring the word, we're just wasting our time. Um, but I want to touch on some situations here. Uh, and I got some verses that Alan might have that we want to look at. Um, let me see. Um Okay, so you hear the term often, and um, I lost that news that I had. You hear the term often, often in the days of Elijah, right? Do you not? Right. Okay. And we are literally living in the days of Jezebel because the days of Elijah and the days of Jezebel co-align with each other. And it's manifesting in the world, um, literally. You know, Jezebel was the master of un- of new- eunuching men, uh, turning them into complete cucks. And that's going on today in the church, unfortunately. I saw this coming years ago, all right, where men were kind of losing their mojo in the spirit and becoming more of in a servitude, slavitude mindset of the Jezebel spirit. And the Jezebel spirit was often on the leadership entirely. Not necessarily the, the women, but it actually moved transgender on some of the men. This controlling spirit is manifesting to such a degree um, that we are literally seeing now in the news, reporting here, 
that there is a global humanity crisis. Uh, men's sperm is declining globally. Literally, people's gonads are disappearing. There's like a eunuching going on on a global scale. So this here be the days of Jezebel in the realm of that people have yielded to that spirit to such of a degree, to such a degree of witchcraft in the church, that this is now panging out to the earth where a global sperm count crisis is now happening before your eyes. Did you know that, Alan? Yes, I did. And uh, my personal way of addressing that personally in my life is I try to lift weights five days a week. I eat lots of red beef that I can. Uh, uh, thank you. Well, we all, we all know that you're the epitome of toxic masculinity. I mean, all the time. I think you even wear a wife beater. Now, um, actually, I'm running low on wife beaters at the moment. But, uh, you know, I should stock up because uh, along with uh, shooting that rifle, you grace uh, that you taught me how to shoot. And uh, I'm also going to look for some boxing lessons so I can uh, learn how to do something with a, a heavy bag. and a, Yeah, and Alan's a becoming a uh, he wants to be a man. And uh, we all want to become men more, more of a man. And men is good. Men in the church are good. To war and my fingers to yes. fight. Of course. And you should be a provider for your family, spiritually, physically, financially, and emotionally. So physically. And uh, someday I may need to go into uh, where the money changers are and flip over some tables. Because 1 Peter 2.21 says also uh, we follow in his footsteps. So that was no uh, passive meek. I mean, he was meek toward God. But toward men, he was bold. He announced himself in the Garden of Gethsemane and a whole bunch of people fell over backward. Days of Jezebel. Um, We are literally watching a global eunuching going on right before your eyes. A global eunuching. Okay? So, if that spirit is manifesting to such a level and degree as it is now, and that controlling spirit is a false prophetic spirit. Now, mind you, that that is the real issue. Now, Alan, can you look at Revelations 2.21 to 22 for us? Yeah. And I gave her space to repent of her fornication, and she repented not. Behold, I will cast her into a bed, and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation, except they repent of their deeds. Amen. Okay, so I I don't even remember that verse. What kind of what kind of translation is that? That's a King James. So literally, can you read two twenty? Okay. Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, which calls herself a prophetess. All right, stop there. Stop there. Here's the issue. That spirit. Okay, so we're getting slapback okay. echo from Wolfenstein. How loud is your speaker, How Wolfenstein? Your... Yeah, let me mute myself. All right, he might be on speakerphone, and we're getting slapback echo from him. How can um, you tell it's from him? 
All right, so the spirit of false prophetic by those that call themselves in the prophetic and say they are the prophetic are the issue. And you see this specifically in the book of Jeremiah, and you see it also uh, throughout the days of Elijah where Jezebel was reigning and hunting down the true prophets. Okay? The book of Lamentations, we see the, the final manifestation of the power of a false vision. And Jeremiah specifically says in Lamentation that due to the prophet's false visions that this has been brought upon you. The power of a false vision has the power to lure many into error and into false doctrine. We know of some that are just, that we know for years that are leering off into these strange doctrines now. Weird stuff that I'm not going to mention right now. So, what is this spirit of false prophecy? She calls herself a prophetess. And those that commit the fornication with her, that's the way God looks at this rebellion from the true unadulterated word of God. And if we are truly living in the days of Elijah, we're living in a day of deception as well as of great calling and great exploits. We must be on guard and must also point out and rebuke the false doctrines that are manifesting around us. You know, Richard, in, in that very verse, the next two words are to teach, which also pings back to 1 Timothy 2.12, where it says, I suffer not a woman to teach, nor to usurp authority over a man. So there's a lot of that going on in the body of yes. Christ also. Yes, that's going on, um, usurping. Now, that, there's an issue where to find out that, because some men in leadership are really not men, okay? They're cucked out, a lot of them, but many of them are, in error themselves, thinking they're in leadership, but they're not really ministering the true unadulterated word of God. So in some accounts, I would say, if the woman is preaching and bringing the unadulterated word of God, of preaching repentance and healing the sick and casting out devils and proclaiming the day of the Lord is at hand and teaching the, the essence of walking in faith, and they are usurping somebody that so say they are in leadership, a man, then I would give the nod and the wink at that if that man is in, in a delusional, weird doctrine, i.e., uh, Wolfenstein was talking about it, uh, this whole that you get washed in hellfire doctrine. Now, if you have somebody like that, a male, that is preaching a message of being washed in hellfire, that that's your purification. And a woman comes along and she is not preaching that and speaks against it and calls that person to repent and renounce that false <laughs> preaching. I would say that is fine. Well, in that case, you'd be offering uh, 
prophetic correction, which is not really right. the same as teaching, which is not really the same as evangelism. Like I know, but that Woodward. that man that is preaching the being washed in hellfire message might say and use the verse that you did. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, so, he would use it erroneously. Exactly. So Wolfenstein is going to chime in here um, of this new, uh, I don't know if it's new, um, that you get go to hell and that's good, and then in hell you're purified. Right, Wolfenstein? Well, there are these people that are propo- you know, proponents of this uh, new uh, damnable heresy that if a Christian has sin in their life and, and they pass on in that state, um, they go to hell temporarily, and then the fires of hell cleanse and burn the sin out of them. And then after a certain time of reformation in hell, in other words, they try to make hell look like it's reformatory. It's it, it's restorative. It, it, it's like you said, it somehow cleanses you from your sin. And then after a period of probation in hell, then they're released into the kingdom. Now, this is an attack, a direct attack on the blood of Christ, because we know that there is no remission of sins and no atonement from sin except through the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's only by the blood that we receive forgiveness of sins and atonement. So this is a direct attack by Satan against the atoning blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I would say this falls under a what the Bible calls a damnable heresy. So if you believe it, it has the potential to damn your soul. Because what is Satan doing with that? He's saying, okay, if, you, if you're a believer and you have sin in your life, don't worry about repenting. Because if you if you pass away in that condition, well, you just be. I had this one man who's proponent. You know, he, he's a proponent of this. This this brother I know that told me uh, they'll go through a little fire, and I and I picked up on that. You know, the Holy Spirit checked me, and I said, "Wait, wait, wait, wait a minute. What do you mean a little fire? The Bible says eternal hellfire. What do you mean a little fire?" And then he went on to uh, try to convince me of this damnable heresy, that this temporary um, position in hell where it's remedial, where it's some kind of remedial restorative thing that's going to cleanse a believer from their sin and that they're on some type of temporary probation period in hell in which then they're released after they've been cleansed by the fires of hell. Now, we know that is coming from hell itself. That is a damnable heresy. That is satanic. And then I guess, Rich, I brought it up to you, and you said you you have heard others preaching this lie. So apparently there's a movement that Satan's coming with through many different individuals with this lie. So if you hear that out there, know for certain that the, the fires of hell do not cleanse anyone. They're there to destroy people. They were created for Satan and his angels for eternal destruction, not not to cleanse anyone. The atoning blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, the sacrifice of the Lamb of God slain from the foundations of the world that Jesus did at Calvary is what cleanses us from sin, and only that blood. And we have to we have to hold that blood in high esteem and in its rightful place, and it's holy shed blood. It's sinless, perfect, sinless blood that was shed on our behalf to make atonement for our sin. And only the blood can cleanse us from sin. Nothing else. Well, what would you feel 
about a doctrine that dehumanizes Christ, that Christ was not of any normal blood, meaning I know his blood was powerful, but I'm saying there was no lineage of, of man at all in him, and he wasn't even a man and just materialized like a balloon blowing up. Uh, when it came out, when he came out the birth canal, that he never was really a baby. Well, you know the scriptures are clear uh, that Jesus is fully man and fully God, and he came as the Messiah. And it's clear in scripture that without the shedding of blood, there can be no remission of sins, and it has to be uh, sinless blood by a human. And he is called the Lamb of God, and the scriptures say that he was slain from the foundations of the world. So any doctrine that would bring into question the the, the humanity of Christ or the divinity of Christ would also be a damnable heresy that would damn your soul and and land you square in hell if you're going to promote that or believe it, because it's essential that you believe that Jesus is who he says he is. And that's the thing. The whole question is, who, who, who do you say that I am? And what, did, what was their response? You are the Christ. You are the Messiah. You're the promised deliverer. The, the man, the God-man that's fully God, fully man, that's able to take away the sins of the world by shedding sinless, perfect blood. Again, that doctrine, if you're going to say that Jesus was just divine and just manifested himself and wasn't birthed, well, then you're going to deny who Jesus actually is. He's the Messiah. He's the Christ. You know, it says, the scripture, isn't there a scripture that says, unto us this day a child was born? It doesn't say a child was manifested. Unto us this day a child was born. The scriptures say that there was the birthing of Christ. He was born. He, he wasn't manifested. Yes, this is a- a new weird doctrine, and it takes away from the the lineage of Mary, which was specifically the bloodline of David, but also dealt with the bloodline of Adam, the curse that was broken that he carried to the cross. And he, and the scriptures say he was the perfect sinless. So if you're going to take that away, then you, you're denying who who he is, and that was the question. That's the question everyone's going to be you know, asked before the, the, the judgment seat, who do you say that I am? And those who say, well, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God, those are the ones who are going to be redeemed. If you turn around and say, well, no, no, you're not, you're not the Messiah. You're, you're, you're not, you know, the God man. You're, you're not the, the, the promised deliverer. You're just God manifested. And Takes no, away. was not. Yeah, it's taking away the humanity of Christ, and the scriptures are clear that he's fully human, fully God at the same time. So, and he has to be in order to take away the sins of the world. Right. Yeah, the lineage of Adam had to be dealt with, and also the transference <laughs> exactly. of the anointing of the kingship of David was in the bloodline of Mary. And he, it had to be perfect, sinless blood. This is just two Shed weird doctrines man. manifesting right now, and this is all in the spirit of Jezebel, guys. The spirit, this slapback echo you got, Marty, you got to deal with it. This spirit of Jezebel that's manifesting in the cake big church is a spirit of false prophecy, the prophetic to preach, 
to bring forth a weird message, a weird manifestation and teaching that is causing many to fall into also sexual immorality. Because when the unadulterated word is not being ministered to you, it doesn't have the sustaining power and the sustaining effect effect of being a tempered mortar. You look at Ezekiel, it talks about untempered mortar. The preaching of the false prophets happened to have been an untempered mortar, meaning it is jelly. It didn't have the sustaining force and the power to sustain in the day of the Lord to hold up the wall. And you need a wall of protection in this hour. And if you're allowing your spirit man to be soaked with weird messages, with weird doctrines, you are literally soaking yourself in a message of untempered mortar a weird strange trump it's not the the certain trump it's a demonic message and this message of christ not manifesting as a child in the womb is demonic it's dehumanizing the messiah number one number two this message where you have to go to hell to get purified is demonic Okay, these are just two little samples we're giving you of the insanity that is manifesting in this hour. Now, these are signs that we're in the end times, guys. When you see weird stuff like this and people being snared with weird stuff like this in this hour, I'm telling you, there's no better time to be preaching the unadulterated word of God and the substance and character of the simplicity of the gospel. When somebody wants to complicate things and to really complicate the message and to kind of make it like you got to do certain things to get the favor of God and to do certain things to enter into the true salvation of God, that is bullcrap. And Alan, I would like to hear your opinion. Well, um, to put what you just said in, in more context, both Titus 3.8 and 2 Corinthians 9.8 implore the Christian to continue in good works, not to be saved, but out of love toward God and love toward man, we do good works. So um, I think that's what you that's what you meant. Uh, but yeah, anytime uh, there's a whole lot of crazy things that can come out of one's head if they're not reading the Bible through the lens of all other verses. Because if you read, like say, you know, Moses served in Pharaoh's court, you could look at that and go, wow, there's tennis in the Bible. But that's not what's meant. And you need to look at scriptures like that through the lens of the rest of scripture. That's why it says, um, that's why Jesus quoted to the devil, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. That's why it's important to go through your Bible and make sure you're not missing anything. Personally, I had a, a prophetic word spoken over me with Numbers chapter 30 to back it up. And, you know, Numbers chapter 30, you think to yourself, gee, I, I never look at Numbers chapter 30. What does that have to do with my life? Well, um, the, this Christ, the love of Christ and following Christ fulfills the law and when Christ forgave my sin in the context of a verse in Numbers 30, that Christ's love fulfills the law. So I hope I made a good point. How did I do? did very well. Thank you. Um, again, this all stems back to the dysfunctional leadership and also of the Jezebelic spirit that is manifesting and alluring many using uh, sexual seduction in many ways. Uh, of the fluttering of the eyelids, of the painting of the eyelids, 
where men are completely allured to this and they literally are willingly giving up their gonads to this spirit. And uh, you see it a lot in the worship ministry. I've seen some worship leaders recently uh, where they're being infeminated. And once the leadership is infeminated and eunuched, let's just say the way it is, um, we're getting these weird flows of weird doctrines manifesting more so than ever because the battle cry is not coming down from the top in a way of holy thunder to pray away these type manifestations. And that's the issue, guys. There has to be a preaching of the simplicity of the gospel from the top down. And when you see them moving away from the teaching of uh, moving in faith, operating in faith, and standing in faith, and raising up disciples of faith, and raising up disciples of healing and deliverance and breaking curses, casting out devils, when you see that being replaced with this Jesus was not human thing and being (laughs) just crazy, guys. Please, when you start hearing these weird messages, run. When somebody says you'll be fine when you go to hell, run. Do not even hang around these people. There's a demon around those doctrines. That is not the gospel of Christ. And a good measure for what kind of doctrines we should be embracing is does it work for you? Because truth works for you. I can use two plus two equals four to build a bridge. But if I built, if I tried to build a bridge out of two plus two equals five and put that in my CPU, that bridge will fall. So when we build on a truth, It'll stand and it'll produce fruit in our lives. When I confess my sins and I give my sins and my life and my wounds and my sicknesses to God on the cross, Jesus Christ, Isaiah 53, verse 6, and I I give it to him and he gives me in its place peace, healing, and joy and victory in its place as I trust him. That's a truth that works in my life and it'll work in anyone's life who believes it's for them and believes it and receives it. Amen. Amen. Wolfenstein? The underlying underlying, uh, manifestation in all this is unrepentant sin. So with the Jezebel spirit, you know, she's seducing God's servants to commit fornication and spiritual fornication, as well as physical. I believe a lot of these men are involved in physical fornication in the natural, but they're also involved in what the word calls spiritual fornication. So they're practicing spiritual whoredoms with the things of God. And a lot of them are selling the things of God, merchandising the things of God, and practicing this spiritual fornication with Jezebel, because Jezebel is the one seducing them, bringing them into the fornicating spirit. So the Hmm. underlying... Um, theme you're going to find with these men who promote these doctrines and all this heresy and damnable, uh, you know, doctrines is that they have unrepentant sin, and usually they're involved in both spiritual fornication as well as actual literal physical fornication, 
and they've been seduced by the spirit of Jezebel. So that's the war. The yes. war is against Jezebel, and we need to wage that war with the weapons of our warfare, which are mighty. And God has given us those weapons. So, you know, I, I encourage those out there, you know, we got to get back to what? Back to prayer, back to fasting, back to study of the scriptures, back to evangelization of the lost, back to making disciples, back to the Great Commission. The church has left off the Great Commission, which is go into all of the world and make disciples of every nation. The church is not making disciples. What are they doing? They're they're preaching their their false doctrines. You know how, how to get rich. Uh, you're eternally secure. You can't lose your sa- salvation. Osis. Right. Now, That's another one, uh, Wolfenstein. Yeah. Well, it's Osis. all rooted in what? What's it rooted in? Unrepentant sin of spiritual and physical fornication. It's a sexual perverse spirit that comes through Jezebel. And that spirit will produce sexual fornication in the natural and spiritual fornication in the things of God. You know, I'm also noticing the power of prophecy is not like it was 25 years ago. You know, it's just 20 years ago. It's just, The power of prophecy has even shifted. It just doesn't even feel or have the same character or feel behind it of the anointing it's just a weird overbloviated words they just it just doesn't seem like it's the character of the prophetic utterances that i grew under as a young in believer and uh yeah he's raised up a false prophetic you know with the the, this false elijah movement even you know that, that all these people talking about the spirit of elijah but there is a false prophetic that's based in the Jezebelian, um, you know, false teachings that Jezebel has brought to the church. And at the same time, they bring their false prophetic words. They're bringing these false and unbiblical doctrines mixed in with the false prophecy. So what do we do with that? You have to get out of the circles of the so-called apostolic prophetic movement, because most of it is nar. And most of it is apostate, and most of it is damnable heresies designed right. by Satan to deceive you. So basically what you have is you have Satan's mouthpieces. Now, the Holy Spirit just showed me something. Okay, so the scriptures say that Satan comes as an angel of light. He doesn't come like the devil with horns and you know pitchfork. He comes as an angel of light, looking like he's coming from God. He comes as wolves in sheep's clothing, looking like sheep. He comes as an angel of light, and it says that he, Satan, disguises his own ministers. Satan has his own ministers. And it says in the Word that he disguises his own ministers as ministers of righteousness. So what we have now is we have this whole entourage of satanic ministers who are ministering for Satan disguised as ministers of righteousness. They come as wolves in sheep's clothing. They come as false apostles, as apostles of light, as an angel of light. So what we have to do, we have to identify the angel of light ministries and the the fountains of deception that, that the Holy Spirit that just gave me that. 
Okay, the fountains of deception. So what we have is we have impure streams of water. It's not pure waters of the Holy Ghost that God has promised, but these fountains of polluted waters that are bubbling up this polluted cesspool out of the abyss, out of the, out of hell, out of Satan's mouthpieces, which are his ministers, the ministers of Satan, is coming these impure fountains of deception. Now, we have to identify who are these angel of light ministries and what is this false apostolic prophetic movement. And then we have to label it as false and we have to make war upon it and pull it down because the scriptures say that the weapons of our warfare are mighty. They're not carnal, but they're mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. We need to pull down the stronghold of the false prophetic movement. We need to pull down the stronghold of Jezebel. We need to pull down the stronghold of the ministers of Satan, the angel of light ministries. We need to identify them first. Then we need, we need to make war upon them. And then we need to pull down those strongholds and then bring forth the true gospel, which is a simple gospel. It's Christ crucified, risen, and coming again. And it's all about the whole gospel is about Jesus. It's Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. It's his shed blood. It's his atonement. It's his work done at Calvary. It's faith in his blood that redeems us. We are saved by faith through grace. It's all Jesus. We have to look to him for salvation. We have to look to him for provision. And we have to get back to the gospel once delivered. And we need to get back to our first love and back to the prayer closet, back to the things of God, because we are at war, brethren. Hallelujah. We are at war. Can we get an amen? Amen. Amen. Except uh, the real is not out there. That's why the false is growing up and abounding, because the real is not out there. The real needs to be out there. Well, it's like Wolfenstein said, um, these, the spirit of Jezebel is controlling witchcraft in the church, this luring spirit. Um, the spirit of false prophecy is manifesting wildly. And that's why she calls herself a prophetess. And God's getting ready for the judgment hammer to fall. And that's what that verse is in Revelations 2.20, uh, 2.21. The bed of sickness is God turning these rebellious manifestations over to judgment for a space to repent. Judgment is different than wrath. That means God wants you to correct. Correct. And God wants those that are yielded to this spirit to repent. That's the secret to deliverance. First, repent, resist it, and then the enemy will flee. That's the process. It's a process. You must resist this spirit. You must get away. Resist the devil, and he will flee for a season. Amen. And how do we do that, Alan? We do it with the word as a weapon, right? We teach others to use the word as a weapon. The yield the sword of the word of God, to give voice to the word of God. And in every situation, every circumstance that arises in your life, you must be ready to combat with the word of God. 
Amen. If you're weak, you say you're strong. If you speak the promises of God over yourself, Amos 3.3 says that how can two walk together unless they be agreed? So if we're saying and believing and thinking things that are that the Word of God doesn't say about us, how could we be walking with God? Instead, we need to be agreeing with the Word of God. We need to, we need to worship God. We need to confess our sins. We need to help the poor. We need to tithe. We need to... Uh, cast out devils, join the deliverance team, things like that. So we agree with God and walk with God and talk like God does, speaking the promises of God over ourselves. Those, those saints that were graced to stand in the presence of Jesus and come back and tell us about him, um, think about uh, Roger Mills and Mary Kay Baxter, uh, Jesus is constantly quoting the scripture. You'd think that somebody brilliant enough to arrange the DNA of every animal that ever existed in the space of five days would have a whole lot of things other to say other than Bible verses, but that's not how he is because he is the Word. Mm. Amen. Amen. So let's Good agree word. with God. Amen. Amen. Good Word. Um, well, here's the deal, gentlemen. We're going to wrap up this Days of Jezebel Volume 1 uh, tonight. Uh, we're, we're, we're an hour and ten minutes in almost, and... Is this going to be a 17-part uh, series? Yeah, this is, this is going to be a 14-volume um, series. <laughs> Extravaganza. Yeah, I want to keep touching on this because I think it's important in this hour to warn as many folks as we can or at least raise up a few people in this hour that, get, that are going to be alerted to the truth in a way that they also can sound the alert. You know... Uh, a warning specifically to come out of these strange doctrines, guys. You don't have to do all these weird things for your salvation. You don't got to toot things in, in the forest and, and moon hunt. You don't have to go to hell to get purified. You don't have to believe that Jesus wasn't a human, stuff like that. You know, don't allow this stuff. This is not good Diet for you spiritually. And if you know folks that are ensnared in that doctrine, unfortunately, you must, like Alan quoted, we cannot walk with those that we are not in agreement with, period. Now, can you minister to them? Can you try to warn them? Absolutely. Can you pray for them? Absolutely. But you can't be ensnared. Uh, in any type of spiritual unity with these folks uh, and in a way of uh, joining in with their prayer meetings might be dangerous. If they're that bound in some type of weird doctrine, we don't know what spirit is moving in that prayer meeting. And you might be opening yourself up to something and specifically do not want, and I've seen this happen to folks. <laughs> I've been there and watched this happen Okay, uh, where I saw somebody turn people into animals. I was there. And uh, these people, they, they allowed them to lay hands on them. This is back in 2003-ish, 2004. And uh, they started to become cattle. Some of them became uh, 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 goats. Uh, doing like that. They started making noises like cows and goats. That's what they did yeah. to receive these spirits. Yeah, and then someone tried to put a good spin on it, saying, oh, they see, they're the flock of God. I said, well, what do you mean? that? You got to turn people into animals? 
I don't see that in scripture. I don't want to be an animal. And it's not even something useful. It's just kind of strange and it's useless. Yeah, and then they, then they were going. Uh, yeah. Illusion. Yeah, they're going mo mo like a cow. I saw a guy. I saw a guy making donkey sounds at one meeting. I saw people mooing like cows. I saw people roaring like lions. And they were saying, "Oh, it's the lion of the tribe of Judah." I said, "No, the scripture says that Satan comes as a roaring lion." Now you got it backwards, dude. You know God's not going to degrade humanity and make them act like animals. The Lord's never going to do that. No, he's a holy God. He's not yeah, a God of you, you don't want to become an animal, people. And you do Let's not want anyone operating in these strange fire ministries to lay hands on you. To do oh. any form of impartation, I'm warning you, you are not going to be happy with it. It's just going to open you up spiritually to some weird stuff. Also, Red one alert. of the qualifications for being a, a bishop or a deacon is to have a good reputation outside the church. If outside the church, the, the church you go to has a reputation of imparting uh, you know, spirits of sheep and goats and making strange animal noises, how could you have a good reputation outside the church? That's just useless weirdness that drives away the unbeliever. No, let them see Let them see your love. Let them see your self-control. Yeah. Let them see you've had all the devils cast out of you. Let them see that um, God is prospering you as you help the poor, as you tithe, as you as you join the deliverance team. Let, team, let, let the outsiders see now, that Alan, in you. Do you. Do you want to become a cattle? No. I okay. Don't. Alan does not want to become a cattle. Shock. Wolfenstein... <laughs> Do you want to become a chicken? No. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this is what I'm saying. No, I'm, I'm, I'm happy being the servant of the Most High God and, and, and you know, being uh, someone who's, you know, called of God to speak the truth. Now, why would anybody want to do this type of uh, demonic activity? It all came through that whole Toronto deception. And I watched it firsthand, a whole meeting become animals. It was quite... F I saw it, too. I, but, it's, you know, the churches I went to where I saw it all went to Toronto and got it there because they laid hands on a mirror and, they, and that spirit was imparted to them. And then they brought it back locally and then it was manifesting in their church, the same exact spirit. So there was an impartation of these demonic spirits that were causing people to make animal noises. Please, folks, again, if, if you're listening to this tonight, Days of Jezebel, Volume 1, come out from all strange fire ministries. And you know something's not right. I know some of you right now that are sitting under some strange fire ministries and you have one of your eyebrows lifted up half the time for a reason. There's something, and I know we want to be friendly. I know we want to be nice to folks and get along. I get it. A lot of ladies are wrapped up in that. They want to be involved in the circle of friends and whatnot, but the root of a lot of these strange fire ministries is the issue. You can't be love bombed into this. And that's what cults do. They'll love bomb you into a weird manifest and then they impart a demon on you. Heaven's Gate, same thing. They eunuched everybody, they imparted a demon on them, and they were un wearing Nikes and they were gone. Is that what you want? Does anybody bomb. want that? No. Notice yeah, the eunuching. Yeah. So, I think it's time to run, I mean us, tonight. Okay. We're going to be uh, 
closing the Days of Jezebel Volume 1. We will be uh, doing Days of Jezebel Volume 2 with some more examples of strange fire because we just gave you a couple tonight, but there's some other weird stuff going on that I want to talk about, uh, specifically these weird gems that are appearing around people. They, they, I don't know, they pull them out of their ear and stuff. They get a gem, and you got that going on. You got feathers, people jumping around with feathers on them. They're like I mean, gold dust. The feathers. I mean, guys, please. All right. Uh, watch your radio. We're saying farewell. Uh, would you like to say goodnight to the audience, Alan? God bless you all. Make sure you worship God, serve God. Help the poor, tithe, and uh, pass out tracts, and you'll be and give all your wounds to God, and uh, you'll be a new man all over again. Amen. Brother Wolfenstein, would you like to chime in with a farewell? Yes, farewell to the brethren, and suffer not that spirit Jezebel, and she comes through the feminist movement and women ruling over men, and especially through the pastoral church system. So come out of her, my people, and suffer yeah. not that woman Jezebel. Exactly. I think Wolfenstein, just to keep his testosterone level up, is wearing a wife beater himself. So uh, let's try to keep it real, folks. You don't want to be spiritually eunuched. And uh, we want to make it out of here alive. So God bless ye all. And uh, we will see you soon. Watch your radio saying good night. Good night, guys. Good night, Rich. Good night, guys.